0: This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Man, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Welcome to Memorial Day weekend. Hope you and yours are having a safe and fun holiday weekend. It feels like everybody I know was at Taylor Swift last night or the Yankee game. One or the other. But we got lots to discuss on this Saturday show. Of course, the number. You know, 1-800-919-ESPN. You can uh, find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer, on TikTok at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio until 6 o'clock tonight. So three big hours to roll through a whole bunch of stuff. We got stuff coming out our ears. We got Nick stuff. We got Mellow stuff. We got uh, Yankee stuff. We got Mets stuff. We got Aaron Rodgers stuff. We'll figure out a way to get Aaron Rodgers involved somehow. Uh, But tonight, we have Game 7 stuff. Two best words in sports. Game 7. And tonight, we got one in the NBA playoffs. Now, I know what you're thinking. What is this idiot talking about? Tonight is Game 6. No, 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 it's not. It might be Game 6 for the Celtics. But for the Miami Heat, tonight is Game 7. Tonight is, what is game seven? Game seven is you gotta win. You gotta win this game, otherwise your season is over. And I will tell you, having gone from 3-0 to now a game six, the Miami Heat season is very much in the air tonight. They have gone from up 3-0, from embarrassing the Celtics, to the fringe, the fringe of embarrassing themselves you have got to close it out tonight at home we and look we've all been guilty of it myself included we have sat around here for weeks praising the heat rightfully so for what they've done man the miami heat what an organization what a franchise man it starts at the top with pat riley man what an incredible job he has done with that Miami Heat organization. They're so well coached. They're so well run. They're a model. Eric Spolstra. Oh, my God. What an incredible head coach, Eric Spo. He is one of the best head coaches in the sport, right? If you could only have a guy like Eric Spolstra. Jimmy Butler. Oh my god, Jimmy Butler. He is he's just a killer. He is just, he's like Jordan, he's like Kobe. He's a guy that's just going to take your heart. The undrafted guys they've had and that that they've been relying on throughout this playoff run to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals again. Man, these Miami Heat, it's incredible what they're able to do. They had such a bad regular season. They were in the play-in. They lost the play-in game. And now they're they're one win away from going back to the NBA. What an organization this Miami Heat organization is. They take game one in Boston. They take game two in Boston. They win the first two games on the road. Game three, they embarrassed the Celtics to a degree where it, it seemed like the Celtics just quit on the game. We have gone from that. How do they do it? They're going to sweep the Celtics. To the Celtics winning a game, winning game four, staving off elimination. It's just this one game. Who cares? To winning game five, where even if you are not of the belief that this was going to happen, because it seemed like there were a lot of people... After the Celtics got game one, I couldn't get over the amount of people, not just Celtics people, just random people say, Oh boy, the Celtics, they're they're gonna come back and do it. They're gonna they're gonna be the first team to come back from down 3-0. And I didn't buy it. I we Larry and I were talking during that it seemed a little premature. They won one game, guys. Let's let's slow down here. I, I know we all get caught up in the moment. We're all um, victims of recency bias, but it was one win. But then you watch Game 5, and the way Game 5 went down, it looked a whole lot like Game 4. It's like watching a car crash in slow motion happen, right? You can see it coming. It's, it's taken a while to come, but it's coming in slow motion. And right now, even as someone who doesn't want to believe it, it it's kind of hard to dispute now. So for the Miami Heat, you better win tonight because you don't want a Game 7. you, you not don't, You don't need a Game 7. You got, you got to wrap this up. Home court, clean slate. Just go out there. You go out there and win tonight, and it, it puts all this conversation aside of being the first team to – you don't want to be the first team to blow 3-0. You don't you – ne- let me tell you, you don't want to be the first team to blow a 3-0 series lead. And I don't want to see them blow a 3-0 series. I'm not rooting for the Heat per se – but I don't want to see that the videos. And you know the videos are coming. What videos? The 2004 Yankees. The 2004 Yankees blowing the 3-0 lead against the Red Sox. Especially with Boston doing it again. Oh, my God, I couldn't take it. I absolutely could not take it. So get it done tonight. Go out there. You got your home court. You got your home crowd. You got a clean slate. You've gotten the two bad games out of the way. Everybody will forget about the fact that this seems like this series is now kind of hanging in the balance, even though you are leading the series 3-2. But I don't want to see any of the 2004 Yankees this weekend. I'm good. I'm good. I'm go- I'm- no, thank you. No part of that. And you'd also have to kind of throw into the mix. And we spoke about this last weekend. You know, when the Heat were up 2-0 in the series, we took phone call after phone call from Knicks fans saying, you know what? That makes me feel a whole lot better about the Knicks. The fact that we gave the Heat a series at least, could have forced a Game 7, didn't, but could have at least forced a Game 7. You look at the way that the Heat at that time were just... I mean, they were wiping the floor with the Celtics. It made you feel better about where the Knicks are at. Maybe maybe we don't have to make the big monumental push this offseason. We're pretty good where we're at. And if the Heat are able to go to the NBA Finals... And at that time, up 2-0, certainly looked pretty good. You'd feel a whole lot better about where you're at. We're not that far away from them, and they're in the finals. So if the Heat don't go to the finals and end up being the first team ever to blow a 3-0 series lead, I'm not saying it's the headline, but it does kind of factor in a little bit for Nick fans that maybe you're not so maybe you're not so close maybe you're a lot further away than you think maybe reality starts to set in and you realize you know what the, uh, we're at a certain level we made the second round we had a very good season overall but the idea that we're all that close maybe that's maybe maybe we got a little caught up and maybe we need to have a, a, a moment of reckoning and let things cool out every once in a while sometimes you get caught up in the moment right and then you need some time away from it to let it digest a little bit, let it breathe a little bit, and you feel eh, a little bit differently about things. And if the Heat end up, are, they are the first team to ever blow a 3-0 series lead, well, not only did you not beat the Heat, the Heat did not get to the NBA Finals and certainly did not get to the Finals. Either. It's one thing if the Heat are able to get to the Finals in a, in, a, in a walk, right, when they were up 2-0 and then 3-0, felt like, boy, look at the way that they're disposed. And we, we, we played them the toughest series out. Now, maybe if the Heat go out and win tonight, You can still kind of make that case. Depends on how tonight goes. The story is always going to be dictated by how the story ends. But the Heat, for their own sake, you don't want to be the organization. You will never hear the end of it. Never. Even with all the success you've had, you will never hear the end of being the first team to blow a 3-0 series lead. So here's the deal. You got your chance tonight. Clean slate, as I said. You got game six. It's at home. You're ready to roll. The graphics on TV might say Game 6. People might tell you it's Game 6. The Celtics could tell you it's Game 6. The TV, the radio, whatever. But for the Miami Heat tonight, tonight is Game 7. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. So coming up, uh, we'll get your phone calls if you want to talk about the uh, the Heat and the Celtics series. Uh, And maybe for once we could just simply have a good game. Uh, I have a couple of facts for tonight that you do with what you will. I'm not telling you what to do or what to look at or who to listen to. I got a couple of facts for tonight's game that I found kind of interesting, so we'll get into that. But this week was an interesting week, and we were not on in our regular time slot a lot because the NBA Finals have taken that up. But this week, Carmelo Anthony announced his retirement, and there was immediate reaction to it, the video that he put out. But the immediate reaction around here anyway, at least the ones that I saw, was about the Knicks. And Mello's time as a member of the Knicks and the conversation that we've had before, but now clearly is going to pop up again because he's officially retired. Should the Knicks retire his number? Immediate reaction. Well, coming up, I have some reaction to that reaction. Mainly... Because it seems like some of you have lost your ever loving minds. 1 800 919, ESPN is the telephone number, 1 800 919 3776. Just getting started on a Saturday, it's The Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York.
0: This is The Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Six, so we opened up talking about. I'm calling it Game 7. You can call it Game 6 if you will. I'm looking at it from a Miami Heat perspective. And from a Miami Heat perspective, tonight's game that takes place, it might be the sixth game in the series. But in the terms of what Game 7 means, tonight is Game 7 for the Miami Heat. They must win tonight. If they do not win tonight, they will not win the series. And two factoids, you know, doing my little research. And you do with this what you will. I'm not telling you, hey, Go bet this. Go bet that. I'm not telling you to bet anything. Maybe you don't want to bet. Don't bet. That's fine. But if you're looking for this thing or looking for that thing, I always find these things out after the game. And I and, and then when it, I find it out after the game, uh, ah, should I, how did I not know that before the game? So these are two little things that you might want to know before the game. Last 20 years, six teams have been down 3-0 in a series and forced a game six. All six lost game six by at least eight points. Do with that what you will. Do with that what you will. Last 20 years, down 3-0, forced game six. The team that had the momentum lost game six by at least eight points. Last time I checked, I think the Celtics are uh, minus three tonight. Up to you. You do with that what you will. I'm just passing along the information. Second piece of information, the refs for tonight... In these playoffs, Heats are 5-0 and with that crew. Again, you do with that what you will. Maybe that means nothing. Maybe that's one of those ones that you put a lot of faith in and then after the, after the game, you're like, ah, stupid. I shouldn't have listened to them. You do with the, what, what you will. I'm just relaying the info. I'm, uh, I'm just a conduit to information. Just spewing it out there to you. And if you want to take advantage of it, by all means. By all means. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. So... Larry and I, ESPN New York tonight, Monday through Thursday, 10 o'clock, now the Knicks season is over, now the Ranger season is over, uh, we've not really been on our normal flow because the NBA playoffs have kind of sucked up our time slot. But back on Monday, Carmelo Anthony officially announced his retirement. So it was big news, he puts out the video, all that type of stuff, and uh, we've had this conversation before about Carmelo's time with the Knicks, and specifically when that time came that Melo retired, would the Knicks retire his number? Now, I'm not having a conversation about whether or not it's going to happen. It's clearly going to happen. That's not a debate. It will happen at some point. I love the stories. There's support within the Knicks organization. Oh, gee, I wonder where that support is coming from. Is it maybe coming from the guy who used to run CAA? and Melo's a CAA client. Is it, is it possible? the call is coming from inside the house. Yes, it's clearly Leon Rose is is the guy running the Knicks. So uh, of course it's going to happen. So it's not really a debate of whether or not it's going to happen or not. It's really a debate of whether it should happen. And I got to be honest with you. There's a lot of people that I've listened to in the course of this week, a lot of people that I kind of respect their opinion. And I could not disagree more. I think it is Absolutely preposterous that the Knicks would even be weighing. Forget the Knicks, that people would be in support of the Knicks retiring Carmelo Anthony's number. And the case for generally falls into a basket of things that is, well, he was the best thing they had when they were largely terrible. He's a Hall of Famer, and that's not a debate. I'm not going to have that debate. Clearly, he is a Hall of Famer. And for a generation of fans, they had nothing else. It was, it was Mello who you tuned in to see because he was the one good thing during a really bad time, if you were a Knick fan. That's the case? That, that's now the criteria that we're following? He was good when they were really bad. It's preposterous because it's not like the Knicks have, don't have like a policy of retiring numbers. They do. And the policy up until this point is the Knicks are a really hard judge. They don't really retire numbers. They got six guys up there. And, and the six guys are, is it six or seven? Might be seven. Is it eight? It's growing all the time. Whatever it is, it's a they're a really hard judge. It's guys who are instantly recognizable as Knicks. It's Clyde, it's Bill Bradley, it's Earl Monroe, it's Ewing, it's Dave Dave DeBusher, it's it's Willis Reed. It's guys who are known for being Knicks. The bulk of their careers is being Knicks. And here's a little thing they had success. While they were Knicks. That's too pretty. For any organization. That's kind of the, the, the two things you put together. Bulk of their career. Playing with this organization. That you look at this guy. And he's instantly recognizable. As being part of this organization. And. Success. Clyde played 13 seasons in the league. 10 for the Knicks. Ewing played 17 years, played 15 for the Knicks. All those guys, the bulk of their careers were for the Knicks. And they had success. That's a major part of it. Now, I get it. Mello was a great all-time scorer. But what what is the legacy of success with the Knicks? Because he scored 62 against the Bobcats in a season, I'm pretty sure they didn't even make the playoffs. He was a great all-time scorer, and that was it. He gave you nothing on defense. He never made anyone better. He was not a leader, and they never came close to winning anything. What are people talking about? And it would be one thing if the Knicks didn't retire anybody's number before or really didn't, they didn't have a, an idea of what they were doing. No, that's the way you're supposed to do it. You should be a hard judge. Retiring a number is important, and you want it to be for players – that you look back on fondly in their careers. The mellow years, some of it was his doing, some of it wasn't his doing. I get it. But what are we taught? Retiring a number for a guy who was here for six and a half years of a 19-year career? They had one good season. I looked it up. I did the math. And again, my math is always a bit shaky. In the mellow years for the Knicks, the Knicks were a combined 60 games under five hundred. Is that, is that a time that we're looking back on fondly? And again, it wasn't all his fault. But you can't put him as being completely blameless in it either. It just makes abs- – it's like bizarro world. Well, you know, it, it was the best thing they had. That, that's not the policy. The Knicks are not just randomly throwing up guys because, you know what, we had a bad run of things. Let's just throw eh, let's throw him up there. And it would be one thing if the Knicks were some f- franchise that was starving for attention or struggling to sell tickets. That's not the Knicks. We saw that this year. When they have some success, the Knicks are like first and foremost in this town. So very, very, I, I think it's preposterous. To think that what it, it, I'm assuming there was a lot of people that either just don't remember the, the mellow years, which were not that long ago. It was, what was it, 2014? 2016 when he left? It's not that long ago. I know I'm old, but I'm, I'm not that old. And they have not, I think it also it's a lot of people don't have anything else to compare it to. And maybe, you're, oh, what do you care? It's, 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 a, it's a night for, for mellow. It's, it's not that big a deal. I don't know. I feel like it's actually embarrassing to the organization. It kind of makes them a punchline. Retiring a guy's number who had, had one really good year. The other years, they were like little, like I think one year they were six games over 500. The other year they were two games over 500. Every other year was a losing season. And you see other organizations do this from time to time. The Col- Remember the Colts? I think it was 2014 or 2015. They got destroyed in the AFC Championship game by the Patriots. It was like 50 to 3 or something like that. And the following year, they hung a banner AFC finalist. It's like, like, what are you doing? Or when organizations hold, um, you know, put up a banner for like, we made the wild card. What? It's embarrassing. And, and again, put Mello in the list of guys. It's eight guys. I, as I said, my math is always uh, a bit sketchy. Eight players who have their numbers retired by the Knicks. And just in terms of Knicks, which one of these is not like the others? Patrick Ewing, Clyde, Willis, Dave DeBuscher, Earl Monroe, Dick Barnett, and Mello. I mean, come on. It's not even close. You know where Mello's number should be retired? With Syracuse. And it is. So if his num, Look at what he did at Syracuse. I get it, It's only one year, but you're only going to play a, 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 at most four years. They win a championship. That makes sense. Of course. That's where you retire his number. Not someplace where he was for six-plus years, had one good season where they made the second round. That was the apex. That was the pinnacle of the success again in his time they were 60 games under 500 in his time here and that's what we're fondly remembering and saying you know what let's throw the numbers everybody will remember this is a great time Uh, it makes absolutely. i think it's absolutely preposterous and i'm not uh, i guess i'm not all that surprised the knicks are weighing it it's been out there for a while there's always kind of been talk about it and the fact that leon rose is running the knicks and the connection between him and Melo, but I can't get over that there's so many people who I generally respect their opinions. And they're, oh, yeah, why not? Eh, throw it up there. Throw it up there. I mean, the Yankees throw up. Look at the guys of the Yankees. And even the Yankees have some people that don't belong there. They shouldn't have retired Reggie Jackson's number. I don't even think they should have retired Billy Martin's number. But at least, they, I mean, when you throw out the resume of success of those guys, you, you can see where the success is. And, and okay, the Knicks don't have that kind of success. They've had 20 basically bad years in the wilderness for, okay, well then, nobody's forcing you to do it, right? That's the reason why you don't have anybody up there basically outside of Ewing since the 70s, right? That makes sense. And if you want to change what the policy has been so far, I don't know, I think that there's other guys that you could put up there before you get down to, to Carmelo Anthony. Just very strange, very odd one 800 919 ESPN is the telephone number one 800 919 Let's start things off on the phones. We'll go to uh, Manny is in Flushing. Manny, first up on the Gordon Damer show.
2: Hey, um, hey, uh, hey, go- hey Gordon, what's up? How you doing?
1: I'm good, Manny. What's going on, man? Good. I'm um, listening. I cannot disagree with you. I just don't think it's a good look for the mixed to retirements number.
2: Don't get me wrong. Melo is a is a 1st ballot Hall of Famer. Yep. Probably one of the greatest scorers of all time. But I just don't see what size it is because what has he really done? I mean, three of those seven years, got into the playoffs, won a playoff series, but Melo didn't result into a final series, let alone conference opportunity. Because if you look at most of the Knicks jerseys uh, who were retired, those guys that got the Knicks the championship or let alone conference. you drag yeah. me, I think the Knicks should retire. John Stocks' jersey. And Absolutely. I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, Charles Oakley, because of the situation right. with Dolan. going, his jersey should be retired, not Melo. I mean, the only Melo jersey I could see is, is Denver because you would forget how great score the Melo was because he got to the conference finals, uh, um, guys in the conference finals before Yokis arrived like a decade ago.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks for the phone call. Um, yeah, I, yeah, of course. The Knicks have other guys that they can put up there. Um, I, and I'm not one that thinks that. Bernard King definitely has to go up there because it was such a short period of time. It was basically three years and the injury and all those type of things. I get it. But I, I, I'm sorry. I, it makes It's preposterous to me that you would say, you know, we've not retired a, a jersey since Ewing 20 years ago. And the first person that we should get up there is Carmelo Anthony. When I lived through the Carmelo Anthony years. And there was no success. And the NBA is a league where stars win. This is not baseball. This is not football. The NBA is where stars win. So yes, you can you can say, uh, and, and there was plenty of blame to go around when Melo was here, but he's part of it too. Absolutely he's part of it. It's bizarre to me. As if we, we have no qualified candidates at all. No, I, I think Starks would be a better choice. I would put Bernard King before that as well. And, and again, there's no... There's nobody forcing you to do it. Very odd. Very strange. Let's go out to uh, Jose in Brooklyn. Jose, next up on uh, the Gordon Damer Show.
3: Hey, good afternoon, Gordon. How's
1: it going? I'm good, Jose. What's going on?
3: Oh, good. I want to definitely chime in on the Carmelo Anthony rant that you got going on here. And, I'm, and it's kind of like almost music to my ears because it, 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 it kind of sadly falls down to people who are placating to the younger generation of uh, fans who didn't experience the 90s and how um, crazy the the town was for the Knicks back then. And, you know, they've been scarred by the Marbury, Isaiah Thomas years. And, you know, they kind of look at this mellow experiment as, you know, the one shining light on the hill. And I, I, I'm not really for that. You know, I think that Denver definitely got the better of the trade because wow, those no Denver Knicks definitely yeah. did did very well to get get them a piece that ended up becoming Jamal Murray. So it's just like you can't really, you know, say that the Knicks ended up winning because we were supposed, like I said, the, the expectation was getting Melo was going to give us a guy that was actually going to, give us a competition of a decade and what we got were two playoff runs where we were the, we were the bottom end of the playoff run and like the seventh and like the seventh and eighth, uh, seven seats. And then, you know, that one good year and that one good year, let's be really be honest. If Danny Granger doesn't get hurt for the
1: Pacers, do
3: the Pacers really give up that second spot?
1: Yeah, I, I hear you, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. Um, yeah, I, again, you know, I see these headlines and I see these stories of what Carmelo Anthony meant to the city and, and how he he was he, he bought in. He, like, guys, do you not remember what it was like? It was a continuation for the most part of the same old punchlines that they had been before that. Now, it was better. It wasn't as bad. But the price you paid kind of led to what happened after it as well. So it's just very odd to me that this is the guy that... And and I'll tell you this as well. I, I associate him more as being a Nugget than I do a Nick because he was with the Nuggets longer. He was drafted by the Nuggets. They're not retiring his number. They're not going to retire the 15 for him. They're going to retire it for Jokic. The only place where Mello's number makes sense to retire is Syracuse. That's where he won. That's where he made an impact. What impact did he make with the Knicks? They went to the second round once. Once! In six-plus years. It makes no su- I mean, what is the case outside of, well, we had nothing else. He was better than anything else that we had. Yeah. And, and that translated into one really good season in six-plus years. And that's, and that's the guy that we're going to now change what has been kind of the, the way things operate. It's very odd to me. 1 800 919 ESPN is the telephone number. 1 800 919 3776. Coming up, more your phone calls. Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York.
0: This is The Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: About uh, a little NBA with uh, Game 7 tonight. Yes, it is Game 7 for the Miami Heat. It's game six for the Celtics. It's the first time in NBA history two teams are playing in a playoff series, and each team has a different game uh, that they're playing. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's game seven for the Heat. If they don't win tonight, they're not winning the series. And if they're not winning tonight and they're not winning the series, that is one of the biggest epic. You would have to say it's the biggest fail of a team in the NBA playoffs, being, up th- being the first team to be up 3-0. And after all the roses that we threw at the Heat's feet, and rightfully so, they were up 3-0. Nobody blows 3-0 leads. They blow it tonight, boy. They are going to, um, they're not going to hear about the end of that for a very long time. Very long time. But we're also talking about um, Carmelo Anthony and his retirement and the fact that the the Knicks are moving towards, at some point, retiring his number seven to the rafters. Uh, And to me, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And I'm really stunned by the amount of people who think, yeah, why not? Eh, just throw it up there. There were su- such great times. You'll go to the garden for an event, and uh, you'll look up at the, uh, at the, the famous roof, say to yourself, ah, yes, the great Knicks of all time. I remember those six and a half years Carmelo Anthony was here, and they made the second round that one time. Boy, those were the days. Those were fun times. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go out uh, back uh, to the phone, shall we? Let's go out to uh, Irving is in Manhattan. Irving, next up on the Gordon Damer Show.
2: Hey, how you doing? Um, I agree with you. I don't see why they should um, retire Carmelo's jersey. But maybe people are considering um, where he stacks up with all the Nick greats as far as what he accomplished stats-wise. Because in that short amount of time, I'm pretty sure he's maybe like Fifth or fourth all time as a Nick in scoring.
1: Yeah, absolutely, he was a in good the scorer. Top
2: ten in rebounds, and I, I mean, I don't know where he stacks up. I don't know the numbers, but I'm just saying maybe that's what people are considering—the fact that maybe he cracked the top ten in rebounds all time for the franchise and in scoring, um, all star appearances, things like that.
1: Okay, uh, and those are all well and good. And thanks, Aaron, for the phone call. And he was a—he was a—a a great scorer, and he is a uh hall of fame I, what i think this is is that that he is a a great player who was not a great nick and the fact that his i think it was his former agent leon rose is now running the knicks and maybe in some sort of way they look at this as presenting the knicks in a different light to make it seem more appealing to other players who may want to come here Hell, look there's some downsides of playing in New York, the amount of focus and attention you will get if things go wrong. But even for, look, for Carmelo Anthony, even things didn't go right, we still retired his number. So so maybe there's some deeper meaning to it in that aspect. But in terms of the, the years that he was here, they were not good times. They were not times that people will look back on fondly. And it wasn't like Melo was uh, a guy who was just uh, drowning in the in the uh, failures of everybody else he was part of it. you know the trade that, that that brought him here made it virtually impossible for the Knicks to compete in the short-term basis and then they had to lo- they had to load up with a bunch of veteran guys just to make the team respectable. they had a certain ceiling that ceiling was second round of the playoffs that one time and then things kind of fell apart. So I get it. You can be a great all-time player, but that doesn't mean that the team that you or one of the teams that you played with for a short while should then turn around and say, "Well, you know what? He was he was one of the greats to ever put on our uniform." And I think that usually you would think if somebody getting their their number retired by an organization, and the overwhelming majority of people would think, "Wow." Yes, absolutely. of course. It's like the, the old uh, Hall of Fame argument. Is this guy a Hall of Famer? Is that guy a Hall of Famer? It should feel instantaneous as soon as the name is mentioned. Yes, of course. And if, if the actual reaction is more 50-50, which it certainly seems like that this is far more 50-50, well, then that's probably a hard pass. If it's not a yes, it's a no. Let's go out to, is it Sko in New Jersey? I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. Sko?
0: Yeah, Sko. That's sko. it.
1: Sko, okay. Sorry about that. Go ahead, my friend.
0: Yeah, how you doing, uh, Gordon? I love your show, man. Um, I rock with you a lot, man. But on this topic, look, Melo, since he retired, we've been hearing more about should he have his jersey retired than how great he was. And and this that's a microcosm of what goes on in New York, the New York media. I remember reading them papers when I was a kid, Patrick Ewing getting killed in the paper. And I'm thinking to myself, this guy's one of the greatest players in the game. He got eviscerated. Now, in hindsight, everybody loves him. I just feel that people always praise Melo, but he's remembered for what he didn't do more than what he did do. And as a Nick, the last 25 years, I can think back to Sanity, I think back to 99. I think back to the mellow years when he was going to the playoffs, and I think back to last year. That's it. And I think based on what he did in his career as a Nick, if you stack up the numbers like the last caller said, I think he deserves it. I really do. I, I, in my heart of hearts, man. What, 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 you can say that's a low bar. Maybe it is. But what, as Knicks fans, have we had in 25 years to hold on to? And he's one of the few things, and I think that deserves his number retired.
1: All right. Well, look, you can look, Sco, thanks for the phone call. You made good points. Um, Let me just take them one at a time. Uh, Just because you've had a bad 25 years, that doesn't mean like don't draw attention to the 25 years. They haven't retired a number in, in 20 years with Ewing. And you're saying, oh, I remember them going to the playoffs. Every they went to the playoffs three times, got bounced in the first round twice, and made the second round once. And that was the that was the apex. It was not a it was not a glorious time. And if you want, if you just simply want to say, you know, what, we didn't have anything for the last uh, twenty years or so. We we got to retire a number. It feels like we haven't done that in really. Pick Allen Houston. He's with the organization now. He he decided to come here. That's the thing everybody's telling me about. Now. Oh, he decided to come here. Yeah. And the way that he came here crippled the team in the short term because of the trade that they made. So I would say, yes, maybe you haven't had anything in 20 years to really sink your teeth into, and, and he was the, the best of the bad bunch. All right, then that doesn't mean that you retire a number. That's not... That, revision is history. You know, the thing that, that Ewing got caught up in is when the Knicks won that lottery, and Dave DeBusschere pounded the table, Knicks fans thought all right here we go we're not just going to win a championship we are going to run the show here and it never really turned out to be the case with Ewing and Ewing like a lot of people are saying about Mello, they did not put the right pieces around Ewing. they did a poor job of, of building the team around him but you cannot debate about who had more success and you're right when you're here and it's not leading to championships and the, and the guarantees that Ewing would make that would fall flat every single year, it felt like. Yeah, there was going to be criticism, and there was criticism of Ewing uh, at the time. But generally, when you have some time to look back on it, you look at the level of success they had with one guy in Ewing, and it doesn't even – I mean, Mello does not even come close. Mellow was a guy who was a great all-time scorer. He was a bucket, absolutely. Gave you nothing on defense. Never made anybody better. Was not a leader. Never came close to winning anything. You gave up way too much to get him, and suffered for years as a result. I mean, again, may, maybe what you do if you got to retire a number so so bad. Look ahead to when Jalen Brunson retires. Start the countdown now. We got we got seven years until he retires, and we're going to retire. You have to have some level of success, especially in the NBA. In the NBA is the league where stars win. What did they win? He was here for six and a half years. They went to the second round once. And it really felt a whole lot closer to the continued potholes and, and, and speed bumps that the Knicks as an organization would hit before he got here than when he... Uh, than, than any other. It wasn't like all of a sudden he got here and it changed the the culture of the team or it changed the direction of the team. They were better, but not by a whole lot. They were still every single year. There were there were things. You know, for all the amount of time we're killing Julius, Re- the, the Knicks are having more success now than they had then, or at least at least as much. We don't know how it's going to go from this point forward, but at least as much. And it does kind of feel like they've changed the 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 the, the narrative surrounding the organization let's go out to uh dave is in the car dave next up on the gordon damer show
2: hey how you doing the gordon hey dave um i totally agree with you that uh there's no way they should be retiring carmelo's number no way but uh, you you use the word embarrassment maybe maybe 10 minutes ago i've been Uh listening to the show and what else would you expect from the knicks the whole the whole thing is an embarrassment (laughs) they don't they never got a player to play with ewing Jordan, you can forget about those six championships. If Bernard King doesn't, doesn't snap his ACL, Jordan has no six championships. Ewing would definitely have at least one or two. They gave Ewing nobody to play with, not an offensive player. Carmelo, I can't blame Carmelo. That's the only thing I disagree with you. I don't, I don't think he should get his number retired, but I don't blame him at all. Who's the second-best player who'll play with him? Name, name me the guy. Name me the second-best player who ever played with Ewing while he was in his prime. not when he had a broken wrist and broken shoulders and bad knees and, and ripped Achilles, who's
3: the, who's the players?
1: They well, I mean, with Mel, I mean it would depend guys. on what year you're talking about. I mean, in terms of when. Give me
3: any year you want. Give me Ewing's whole career.
1: Oh, Ewing's career or, or, or Melo's career? Either one. I don't well, care. Melo, any I any would any thing thing think you'd have to say, I know he was hurt a lot in the back half of it, but Amari Stoudemire, um, the, you know, oh, the best geez, year that they the guy, had, he Tyson was Chandler. second of his life. Well, look. I'm not telling you that he is the, the 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 only person that's responsible for the way things went, but the reason why they built the team they the way they did was because they were forced to give up as much as they had to to get him here. So they had if you to go
2: bring a, a star in. At least get him somebody to to you know to, to help him out. Look, look at LeBron. Every team LeBron plays on, except for that one team, I give him all the credit for taking that wacky team all by himself to with Cleveland to the finals. Every team LeBron plays on,
1: he's got 9 million stars. You yeah, had well, nobody. Mean, that's, that's, yeah. Carmelo had nobody. Who they have? Well, I mean, they, he was here for six and a half years, so they had a whole bunch of people. I, I'll grant you that he didn't play with another Hall of Famer, that's Carmelo. for sure. That's the, only, the only thing I have against you is that
2: I don't blame Carmelo at all, but there's no way they should retire his number. But no. the Knicks are an embarrassing organization. So uh, see, I see. I
1: disagree. With me. And Dave, I, I look. I, I, I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for the phone call. I, I would agree with you to a point, but I feel like they've now turned the tide on that. You know, like they have kind of built something here that's not embarrassing. They've made the playoffs two out of the last three years. It feels like they are turning the corner now. Again, maybe they will, uh, you know, soil the sheet so to speak, uh, moving forward. But at least right now, coming off 47 wins and, a, and, a, and an appearance in the second round it feels like things are starting to turn around. And if they were an organization that was kind of like an afterthought, I would say, okay, fine. You know, they're having problems selling tickets. They can't get anybody to pay attention. That's not the Knicks. They have people paying attention. When they were in the playoffs, we were talking about them every single solitary day. So to me, this makes absolutely no sense. And I will grant you, I, I would not say that Melo is the, is the primary reason for why the Knicks didn't experience any success but you can't tell me that he's blameless in it either. I mean, he was the star of the team. And if if the if you get a why do we keep saying the Knicks got to get a superstar? They got to get a superstar. They got to because we assume that if you get a superstar in the NBA, you are going to experience success. The Knicks did not experience success outside of one year. The other two years they made the playoffs, they were 36 and 30 and 42 and 40. That's not success. And if you had to look back on that trade, And would you do it again? No, you wouldn't make that same trade again because of how it turned out when you know the answer to to how it turned out. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. More your phone calls next. Gordon Damer Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York.